This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here's your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark, and with me today is J.P. Hines. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing good today. Uh, it's good to... Good to meet up with you. It's nice to meet you too. Yeah, we uh, we've had some some just some scheduling problems and, and oh, some man, issues. It's been but, crazy, uh, it? <laughs> I'm very very happy to be here uh, with you. Me too, Mark. I'm glad you're here, my brother. I really am. So we we know a lot of the same people, but we've never no, met before. No, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I think uh, was it Jess that Jess? Yep, yeah, Jess yep. is the one that turned us on yep. together. Yeah. And from celebrate uh, recovery. Yep. Celebrate recovery. Yeah, she was on, um, and uh, I, I actually knew Jess from a long time ago too, and okay. I didn't even realize it uh, until person. we were sitting down recording the podcast, and it was one of those one of those things where you're just like, oh wow, <laughs> that's an interesting connection. So uh, you go to Lighthouse as well too, in Glen Burnie, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. How long have you been going there? I've been going to Lighthouse for about almost two and a half years. Uh, but uh, I do both, though. I, I'm, I'm also at, at Pasadena on Sundays. Oh, okay. So I, I, I double dip. You double, <laughs> you see if the sermons are different. Uh, you know what? I, it's, I serve in Dina on Sundays. Oh, okay. So, and, and of course, uh, actually, I'm triple dipping. I go to Celebrate Recovery Friday, and then turn around and go to church on Saturday, and then turn around and go to church on Sunday. <laughs> so you so have a full, full, full weekend. weekend schedule. You bet I do. So you said you've been there about two years? A little over two years. A little years. over two yeah. years. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, since you live close, it was something that you went to. Did you try any other churches beforehand? It's or? crazy how that all started. I mean, it, it, it all had to do with my wife when I was in re- uh, rehab. Oh, Okay. Uh, and she was, she's needed a lot of love, a lot of soul searching. And because I had messed up big time, which I'm sure we'll talk about, yeah. you know, but, uh, and, uh, she, she, she went to lighthouse and loved it. Let me, know. let me ask you a question. Sure. What was the, what was the one drawing factor about lighthouse? We're talking about lighthouse in Glen Burnie, by the way, yeah. Glen Burnie, Maryland, mm-hmm. um, uh, which if you've listened to the podcast before, you, you've probably heard me talk about lighthouse. What, what, what drew you to that? I'm always interested to hear what, why it's, people kind of come to churches and just kind sure. of stick. But I t- I'll tell you what, what I love about Lighthouse is it's real. It's genuine. You know, the first time I went there and I see that sign, it says, uh, it says, um, oh, shame on me. Simple. Simple church, simple church, simply Jesus. I mean, it, and that was at Langley. Yeah. And I'm like, that just makes perfect sense, man. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not real complicated. Yeah. It's that- real easy. I mean, what more do you want? And, and the fact that, you know, Victor Smith, you know, yeah. everybody knows Victor and, yep. and, and to see him embrace myself my wife and my daughter and the people were so genuine and loving and then you go in there and you see you see it i mean it, they don't care what you wear don't care what you look like don't care how what your background is we're all broken yeah. so I, that's where i would made me come to lighthouse without a doubt that's one of the reasons there's lots of other reasons yeah. too but you know i i've met victor a couple of times i don't i don't know him, him uh-huh. too well but i was having this conversation i think it was with josh hanshu mm-hmm. uh, at one point when we, I, I started going when, when Lighthouse was rather small. I mean, it was one service. Just beginning. Yeah, it was yeah. one service at the time. 
and you know and then it moved to Langley mm. and when it exploded like when 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 Lighthouse went from you know growing to an explosion of growth and seeing people saved and mm-hmm. we had Jesus at the center where we had what 5000 people yeah, and all those baptisms fantastic was was <laughs> when Victor started shaking people's hands he he to me again i, I mean this is uh-huh. in my opinion he sure. was one of the catalysts oh to, without a doubt you use the to, word catalyst not to interrupt you but that's something that i always talk about and when i speak is that a catalyst of spiritual transformation through his encouragement mm-hmm. through his words through his hugging and and just making you feel welcome yeah, what a, this man is just full of the holy he, spirit he was <laughs> he was one of those he was one of those ones that was you just said there's a reason that yeah. people are are, are coming to lighthouse and sticking you know jesus is drawing them we're not we're Mm. not a doubt about that amen there was a there was a presence that he put out he stood out in front of langley and he stood there and he Mm -hmm. shook everyone's hand uh when they came in and he he just this biggest smile on his face he's contagious my brother (laughs) contagious is the perfect (laughs) word um i remember the men's event last year um uh i went to the men's event last year and it was one of the first times that I ever got a physical chance to talk to him. And I, I remember just mm. saying that to him. And I broke down, you know, mm-hmm. a, a pastor or somebody that was at that time was 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 dealing with a lot of stuff and, sure. and, and recovering sure. from some hurts that I had. And I just said, man, I, those hugs on Sunday mm. morning were some sense. of the things that I, I, I didn't look forward to church. <laughs> I looked forward to coming in. And getting him, and we, we saw this explosion. I'm always I'm always very interested, especially mm-hmm. because my heart is with Lighthouse. Sure. Why sure. some people came and just stuck like you know used chewing gum to the bottom you, of a shoe. You know, it's it, there's all, another reason too. You know, one one of the reasons that I look at is that you know everybody wants to feel loved, everybody wants to feel security, everybody wants to feel like they're important, that they have a purpose in life. And I tell you what, man, I feel that there. I really do. I, I really, really love our church. Mm-hmm. Not just Lighthouse Glen Burnie, but Pasadena and Catonsville. And you know what I'll tell you about, real, real quick about uh, 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 Vic. He sings so good. And when he's beside you, you sound good. I mean, <laughs> you can't have anything better than that. You yeah. know, I always tell him, I say, hey, you just stay with me so I sound good, will you? <laughs> <laughs> well, he walks around and I shakes know. people's hands still he's with this monstrous open room. He is wonderful. And uh, you know when you see him coming, you're worshiping, but you know it's coming and you want to just get oh, that home. Oh, my home. gosh. So, uh, we're, we've got off on a tangent here. That's okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we can um, talk forever, let, let me Let me ask okay. you one thing sure. before we kind of get into it. You said okay. you serve. What? What? Where do you serve? Oh, boy. I, well, I... I actually, to tell you that story, um, the pastors, Steve, Sammy, and uh, John had asked me if I would, if I would be in charge of hospitality in, in, in Dina, in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, sure. I, I was kind of reluctant, but I'm like, why me? You know, what, what's so different about me? And they go, we want you to be Victor in Pasadena. Oh, I'm like, okay. and I'm like, hold up, hold up. That's not, I, there's no way that could happen. I said, I'll do, I'll be more than happy to hug people, but don't ask me to start singing. <laughs> So, so I, I he's felt Elijah, like, you're Elisha. You yeah, yeah, that. exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So I really felt it was an honor to do that. And I started out at, at, at Northeast High School. Mm-hmm. And, and now that we are in Pasadena Elementary School, it, I can't tell you how much a blessing it's been to, to serve with hospitality, to serve mm-hmm. the people that I serve with. 
and the love that is given. I, I always remember, I'm, I'm, you need to have your compass pointing north no matter what when you are in hospitality. Let's just be, that, let's just yeah. be honest and be straight because you don't know who's coming in that door. Excellent. And who's coming in that door could be completely broken, and this might be their last resort. And when you love up on them and you mean it genuinely, that makes all the difference in the world. As I said earlier about being the catalyst of yeah. spiritual transformation, it happens every day, but it happens definitely in church. Mm -hmm. It really does. But it needs to be elsewhere. You, you know, know, you know, I, I went went to Bible college and my I, it was I don't know if it was my freshman year or my sophomore year. I had the opportunity to go listen to Rick Warren mm, okay. uh, speak. So some of us went and listened to Rick Warren. And we were expecting, you know, this this was before Purpose Driven Life came out. It was when Purpose Driven Church mm -hmm. had kind of started to explode, which was the the how he ran church because his church had had grown so much. And you're talking '99 here, probably, you know. So um, it was before he was huge. But I had the the joy when we had just studied a Purpose Driven Church, his book, and he started to talk about hospitality. Mm. Mm -hmm. And he, he spent, and it was how do you, you know, the, it was a church conference. How sure. do you get your church to grow? He spent an hour talking on hospitality, and I will never forget that. Hospitality is not my gift, mm -hmm. not my gift mm -hmm. by any means. Um, most people, you know, look at me, and they're like, I don't want to talk to that guy. <laughs> you know, because I, I just, I just, I don't, I'm not a, not an outgoing, sure. joyful, you know, person. I don't. Sure I don't, you are. That doesn't show, it doesn't show on that. And he talked about hospitality so much and, and mm -hmm. told so mm -hmm. many awesome stories mm -hmm. that I realized that, that, you know, from my church at, at home was not hospitable. The church that I was going to at college, the church that I was working at at the time was just not. And I have tried to implement that mm -hmm. in, in every church that I've gone to and have served in. Hospitality, I think, is the, the doorstep, the you front thing. You, you, you have to be hospitable and and i like taking non-christians to church mm -hmm. um this is something that i've done my whole life when i, I come friends with a non-christian i ask them to come to church with me just so that i can get their opinion mm -hmm. you know um you know i'm hoping that the spirit moves in their lives but I, I like to get their opinion on hey what did you think about this and and one of the things that most of them say when we go to different churches is i mean nobody seemed genuine nobody mm -hmm. seemed real and you know what? People can see right through that. Let's just say I, I, I taught school for so long and a lot of people always ask me, how how do you have such a relationship with kids? I said, because I'm real, mm -hmm. because I show I care about them and I know their names. Yeah, I said all that matters. And and you know, about being encouraging. I want to encourage you to get comfortable being uncomfortable <laughs> by by blessing your people that come mm -hmm. in your life like you do right now with what you're doing yeah. with this iPod. This, it's no different. You just got to love up on people. I always tell people, I said, give somebody a compliment every day of your life that you don't even know and mean it sincerely. Yeah. And it grows. Because mm -hmm. you, you listen, when was the last time you gave somebody a compliment and you saw them not be happy or smile about it? You know, I, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? I, you're not supposed to be interviewing me here. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Uh, stop. No, but it's true. It's very true. You know, there was some there's somebody at, at my my job that uh, doesn't seem to get along with a lot of people. And, and I had noticed and complimented them on something mm. and, and their demeanor completely. It changed. does. It, it really it just, does. You know, man. it's just taking that little little thing. So but we're here for something. We're here okay. to hear your okay. <laughs> we're here to hear your story because God does amazing I, things in our lives. He does. And and stories kind of help grow our faith. Yes. And, indeed. and 
and what God has done in, in your life uh-huh. and everybody's lives that share here. We want to get this out to people so that they Amen. can know that God can Amen. do the same thing in Amen. their lives. So I asked you, what has God done amazing in your life? You know, the Lord has done so much amazing things in my life. And obviously I look at it this way because now that I've walked a little while, I look at it as the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has impacted me, who has empowered me to want to reach out and to help other people as much as I can because I was that once, that broken person, that person who was hating life, who resented people, who didn't want to be around anybody except to stay isolated. And you don't see transformation when you're isolated. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen. So what the Lord is... That's a powerful statement. Say that again. You don't see transformation when you isolate. You, you really don't, man. It's not going to happen. Transformation never occurs in isolation. It's funny because all we want to do is stay online now. Oh, like and, that's everyone. Oh, my God. That synthetic behavior that's out there is crazy, mm-hmm. man. You, and, and look, I'm not saying that, that a lot of it's not good because it is good, especially mm-hmm. to get the message out there. It can there. be used as a great tool. It's a fantastic tool. But you know what? One-on-one relationships... They work so well, mm-hmm. you know, it, it really does. But what the Lord has done for me, oh, my goodness. Mm. Do you want me to just tell you the testimony-wise? Yeah, go, or, go ahead. Or, Whatever or, you feel like sharing. What God lays okay. on your heart, we want to hear. I, I can tell you from the beginning of my, my childhood, there was no foundation. Let's mm-hmm. put it. There was no stability. But I didn't know any better because you're a child, and that's what yes. you see. So you're a program of your environment. You're, you're a product of your environment, right, yes. you know. So – what I, what I saw was something that was always breaking, okay? I, my parents were never married. And, and, and please, I loved my parents. I don't want to put my parents down one bit. Mm-hmm. They, were, they did the best that they could, could as parents from what they knew what to do with. Yeah. They weren't very educated, but my dad worked hard. My mother worked hard. Uh, they were never married. They had me. Um. They um, they did the best that they could do. Uh, my dad had kids. My mom had kids. Um, they weren't married. And then here I was in the middle, mm-hmm. <clears throat> just me. And they ended up getting uh, separated from each other. They weren't like I said. They weren't married. I was going to say divorced, but they weren't. Okay. Um, so that what caused that to be is a uh, dad wasn't around that much. Mm-hmm. My dad was a womanizer. My mom was out with men all the time. So they were never home. She was never home. Mm-hmm. So I did my own thing. Um, I was molested when I was in second grade. Mm-hmm. I had a terrible, terrible accident when I was in third grade, and meaning that a dumpster fell on my body, a trash dumpster fell on my body, and I was the. the I'll just make a quick story. That my the doctor said I should have died. Yeah, I was paralyzed. But I ended up being able to walk eventually, obviously. And I think about that. What you said. What has God done for you? I think the Lord was in my and and part of my life even then. Mm-hmm. I really believe that, but I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, at that age, I had no clue who God was. He still had a plan for you. He had a plan, absolutely, way before this guy was around or born. But the plan is still in process. That's mm-hmm. for sure for all of us. But <clears throat> I, you know, I grew up in an instability life, but I made it through. You know, a, you, a kid will make it. A, you know, kids are resilient. Mm-hmm. They can make it. So I got out of high school and I went to the United States Marine Corps. And when I, when I went to the Marine Corps, obviously I went in at 17. And you could drink at 18. Well, it didn't matter. I was still drinking. Mm-hmm. I was doing my thing. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people, and even today, it, it, it kind of rubs me wrong when people say drugs and alcohol. 
because to me, well, the, the drugs, or excuse me, alcohol is a drug, drug yep. you know, and any mind-altering substance is a drug. So when I say drugs, I'm talking about anything and everything. The only difference is alcohol was legal. Mm-hmm. So I guess when marijuana becomes legal everywhere, they're gonna just going to say alcohol, marijuana, and drugs. Yeah. Well, it's ridiculous. So, But I, my wife says, you got to let that go, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't bother talking about that anymore. I just say, yeah, drugs, it, it, and, and I'm free from them. And that's all that matters in this guy's life. But I went to the Marine Corps. I did real well in the Marine Corps. Had a lot of success, but, but I was using. Mm-hmm. And even though I was using, I was still doing the things I needed to do. But I had an opportunity to go to college and – because uh, I had a gift. I had an athletic ability to play football. And I wanted to go. I, I wanted to stay in the Marine Corps, but I didn't want to be that 35-year-old and go, woulda, shoulda, coulda. Yeah. I wanted to go see if I could make it because I, I didn't know if I was smart enough. So I'm like, okay, let's try it. Well, I ended up getting a full scholarship. Mm-hmm. So I, I played football at the University of Northern Iowa for four years on a full ride. I didn't pay for it for a dime. Got married, had two kids, and lived in Kansas. And during that time... I tried hard. I tried really hard to make it, and I couldn't do it. I, I, I was secretly doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but arguing with my wife, you know, it just the, the, the relationship was not strong. I wasn't, I wasn't free at all. We, we went to church, but I didn't know what was going on. You know, and she tried to help me. Her whole family tried to help me, but I did not have an idea of what was going on. It was all Chinese to me, mm-hmm. just respectfully. I, I, I didn't know what I was seeing, didn't know what I was reading, didn't know what I was understanding. So to make a long story short, I ended up getting a divorce. I moved back to Maryland. I moved back to Maryland because I needed a job to support my kids. Yeah. And I wasn't able to support my kids out in Kansas with child support and living. I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I moved back east, end up getting a job at, at uh, Severn Park High School. Well, I started out at Rundle, uh, taught there, and then getting a head football job and teaching at Severna Park. Okay. Um, secretly still using. Secretly still doing the things I wasn't supposed to do whatsoever. And mm-hmm. uh, when when 99-2000 rolled around, I ended up meeting my, my, my wife now, Shanna, and uh, at that particular time, that's when opioids was really big candy at the time and I had a bad back from playing college football or lifting things I'm not sure so doctors were just handing them out next thing I know I'm addicted to opioids stayed on opioids till about uh, 2013 oh wow for 13 years all right not counting doing everything else I wasn't supposed to be doing you know it was was on Mm -hmm. and just like any you ask any drug act they'll tell you what what you got I'll take it don't matter what it is so from, thir- from 2013 to 2017, I became a heroin addict and a fentanyl addict. It, it just escalated. Uh, they quit doing the opioids. They were, then they finally realized, hey, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So that I wasn't able to get them anymore. So you got, you got to get your fix somehow. Else, Because the, you know, if you know anything about heroin or, or fentanyl, the, 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 the drug effect when you don't have any more is not fun. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's not fun at all. That's all I'll say about that. But um, it's hard for me to talk about it because I'm, I'm trying to forget that life because yeah. I'm a new person, as we know. But uh, it, it is my story. Um, in 2017, in February 2017, uh, my wife knew something was going on. I had lost almost 55 pounds. Uh, she said, what are you doing? Are you lifting? And I said, no, I've just been running. So I've been lying to my wife for years. Mm-hmm. 
This was a secret for me. Didn't care about anything but J.P. Hines. I was so self-centered, so self-centered about everything I did. So she, uh, she took my debit cards. She closed my savings account, and I got desperate. I didn't like the withdrawal feeling. Yeah. So I ended up stealing from a kid in the locker room. And stealing from that kid in that locker room cost me big time. It took me 27 years to to earn respect. It took me 27 years to earn integrity and dignity and my character. All of that was out the window in five seconds because I got caught. And, you know, I look back on it and it affect, not only did it affect me with my family, but it affected everything that I had earned and worked for all my life yeah. that I worked so hard to do meaning the community, the, the students, the student athletes, the, the parents, the, the administration, everybody that looked down upon me. And, and I felt shame, I really did, because I really, really screwed up. But when you're an addict, you know the saying, you don't care about anybody. All you want to do is get that high. All you want to do is get that fixed. You don't care who you hurt. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. I got arrested for stealing $65. Not realizing that I was going to be on the front page of the news. Not realizing that I was going to be on the news channel the next day. Had no idea that, that this was going to be such a big thing. All, yeah. I care, all I was thinking about was getting high. Mm -hmm. That's all I care about. So that was that. And um, I ended up um, going to rehab two days later. And going to rehab was the best thing ever happened to me was getting arrested and getting caught. And now I'm going to get clean. All your cards were on the table. All my there was no secrets, mm -hmm. none whatsoever. Everything was laid out. And going and before I went to rehab, I decided I'm going to go get high one more time. And I went downtown uh, to Baltimore on my way to rehab and, and uh, cop 13 pills or 13 caps. So I did all 13 caps before I went to rehab, thinking I was going to OD and mm -hmm. die. I wanted to hurry up and get rid of everything, not yeah. realizing Lord wasn't going to let that happen. So I pull up into rehab, and they take my blood, and they say, you have a high toxicity level of fentanyl in you, but you got cocaine in your system. And I'm like, cocaine? I, I, I haven't done any cocaine. Obviously, it was, it was laced with it. Yeah. That's what kept me alive. That's what kept my heart going. So... I'm I'm very very thankful for that. The Lord looked at me looked at me a different way and took care yeah. of me. Said, "Keep me going." Um, anyway, so so I'm in I'm in rehab, and my wife is going to Lighthouse, and Sammy's preaching on foolproof. Okay, the book that yeah. he wrote. She sends me this book, and in chapter thirteen, Sammy talks about him being a heroin addict. Mm -hmm. This was March tenth. I'm reading that chapter and. Uh, or not chapter, but that uh, that daily, and I uh, I broke down and cried like a baby because I'm like, if if this pastor can get clean from heroin, why can't I? Mm -hmm. Why can't I do that? And and I, that's that night I asked the Lord to come into my life. I declared Him my Lord and Savior, and my life changed upside down that night. Now I was still going through the physical withdrawals because He wanted me to work for it. I'm sure, yeah. but as far as mental things. I was clean. It was free. I was good to go. It changed my life in a radical, just quickly. It was a radical transformation for me. And I'm so grateful for that. And a lot of people say, man, you, you really like Sammy. I said, I really like Sammy because if it wasn't for Sammy Foster, J.P. Hines probably wouldn't have got clean. Yeah. The Lord used Sammy through the Holy Spirit. 
and the Holy Spirit came through me through that book of mm-hmm. S- that Sammy wrote. So it was, a, and it was an inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. I sat right down right there that night. I'm crying my eyes. I'm writing this dude a letter. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm writing this guy a letter telling him, you just saved my life, man. And, and he did. He really did. So I get out. I get out of rehab. And when I got out, it was, it was March uh, 17th, which was a Friday. And that weekend we went to church at Lighthouse. And that's when I saw Simple Church, Simply Jesus. That's when I see Victor. And that's when I felt the genuine hug. That's when I felt like I belonged somewhere. And it, it, everything just changed upside down. And with that, it, obviously it took time because mentally I wasn't still, I was still not there. Yeah. Okay, let's just be honest about that. Mentally I, w- I wasn't there. But through that, what had taken place or what transpired over the months, I decided to volunteer. I, st- I decided I'm going to get involved. I'm going to get engaged. I'm going to get connected. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that tri-circle that's continuing. I always, it, it, and that's why I tell people all the time, you want to get involved, here's what you need to do. And I stuck with it. The, the, evidently, the Holy Spirit came upon me then, and I still didn't realize it because I was so new. I had no idea what the Lord is doing for me. All I know is I wanted to get involved. I wanted to serve people. That's how the Lord is putting this effect on me. So I started serving at the coffee shop. I started mm-hmm. pouring coffee and I getting to know people and greet people. And they said, you talk too much, JP. <laughs> and I said, yeah, well, I get, so I kind of got fired, but I didn't, <laughs> I, I, I really didn't get fired. I just kind of stepped aside. Yeah. And, and so I started, I started being on the response team. Mm-hmm. I wanted to pray for people, Yeah, you know, and it just, I, I cannot explain it to you, Mark, any more than that, that the, the, I mean it, the Holy Spirit came upon me. It made me so courageous. It made me so bold. It gave me confidence. You know, I, I didn't know the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm learning. I'm learning the Bible. But I know one thing I can do. I can affect people. I can encourage people that you can have something if you want it. If yeah. you're willing to work for it and you're willing to put your time in with the Lord, he's there for you, you know. So, and I, and I believe that with all my heart. So I started serving. I started doing response team, and next thing I know, man, if you, all I wanted to do, all I wanted to do was do parking duty. All I wanted to do was security, and the Lord said, oh, no, oh, no, that, that's not your cup of tea. That is not where you belong. I'm going to put you where you belong. Yeah. So the next thing I know, I'm in a leadership class. The next thing I know, I'm teaching a Bible study. Next thing I know, I'm doing Celebrate Recovery, and I'm a contributor, not a con- consumer. And, and it just happens so fast. It's, you know, and I love it, man. Yeah. You know, I don't feel well, like I'm working. I'm serving and I love it. So. Service is the heart of God. Oh, is you know, it? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that, you know, 10% of the people do 90% of the work. Uh, and it's a shame because it is more people will start serving. I, I told you I was, <sighs> I was, I teaching a youth, uh, mm-hmm. you know, te- preaching at a youth, youth group um, this past week. And the one kid said, you know, I did, I did homeless ministry for the first time, probably in seventh or eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I didn't realize who God was you know, my entire life until I just served these people mm-hmm. that they didn't have anything. You know, it, mm-hmm. service is, is the heart of God. And service, is, you're just sitting here listening to you and to sermon in my life, you know, in, in my life, you know, if you didn't serve you wouldn't be here today like mm. that. You're not here today, but you wouldn't be on this same path. You, you just from that, I can feel that you gave it all mm, by did. giving it, you know, and, and, and I can challenge anyone serve, you know, go out and not just in your church, serve, you know, 
nonprofits go, you know, in, in, if you're around here, go help be more caring. Um, Josh, Hanshu, yeah. <laughs> Josh Hanshu uh, does an amazing job with be more caring, find a homeless ministry, find, you know, people to serve with, you know, uh, house of Ruth over. And what's it called? If you want to help, you know, help some, some ladies that were are struggling, you know, serve other people and you will experience God in a way Amen. that you have never before. And don't just so don't just sit back and do the parking ministry. Mm-hmm. The parking ministry is great and all. You know, oh yeah, everybody has their strengths. Everybody you know, has, what they want to do, but but go go out. You know, and 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 I'm I'm fascinated. I'm a, I'm a Hebrew scriptures guy. I'm I'm an Old Testament guy. I love love the Old Testament. I was told you I taught on the joys of Leviticus mm-hmm. here recently, which when I tell people that they go, huh? You know. <laughs> um, uh, but I love I love even back then he was saying. Take care of the homeless, the orphan, and the widow. Take care of them. You know, he tells them, when you cut your field, leave crops on the corner so that people can come pick it up. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. perpetually cares about the people that can't Amen. help themselves. And we, what does that mean today? You know, I, I, I came, my dad died when I was nine. My mom was a single mother. You know, I have a heart for people when I hear they're single mm-hmm. mothers. Like, they're doing the, doing the thing, mm-hmm. you know. We need to get behind them, you know, Amen. because... Sometimes that, you know, that came out of left field and they didn't know that where it's coming or they were broken before and now they're trying. Let's get behind them. Let's serve. Uh, that's one of my hearts. You know, when, when you serve, you know, in encouraging that broken heart, you're going to fill that void, that void that, that they're having. And when you fill that void, you could change the life and not even realize it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so. That's pretty much as, as what has taken place, what God has done for me. I, I mean, I'm leading Bible study. I had no idea I'd be leading Bible study. I'm doing, I'm in charge of the hospitality. And uh, I'm just very grateful that I, I get an opportunity to do these things and that I can help people. When, when I, uh, I would tell you this quick story. When I first started coaching and teaching in Kansas in 1988, uh, there was a young man who uh, I grew fond of. And his story is similar to yours. His, uh, his father had died of an overdose and his mother was in prison. And here's this young man on his own at, the, at 15, 16 years old on mm-hmm. his own. He probably had, he had a job. He had, he, he had his own place going to school, playing football. He was probably one of the toughest kids I've ever coached ever pound per pound. He weighed about 155 pounds soaking wet fast, <laughs> fast and strong. And you couldn't block him. Mm-hmm. but I had a heart of a lion. I love the kid. I encouraged him as much as I possibly could all the time, all the time, because he needed it. He, mm-hmm. he needed it. In fact, I wanted him to live with me, but he wouldn't live with me because he didn't want to do what I told him to do. <laughs> you know, when you're that age, you yeah, want to listen no, to everybody. No, no, not at all. <laughs> so, but anyway, where I was, where, this individual uh, went on his way, and I went on my way too. 27 years later, he calls me. He calls me, and he and he says to me, he says, Coach Hines, he says, I just want to tell you. And, and he, he went to Marine Corps, just like me. He went to Marines. Mm-hmm. He, he uh, ended up being a sheriff when he got out. And now he's a, a, a chef, married, two beautiful kids. He's a godly man. And he says to me, he says, Coach Hines, he says, you know, if it wasn't from you, I was going to kill myself. And that stuck with me. And I, and I just started crying, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm like, what did I say that made you? 
not want to do such a thing, but I'm glad, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's all through that encouragement. And it, go, and it goes back to what I said earlier about being the catalyst yeah. of spiritual transformation because you don't know who God's going to put in your front of you and that you're going to affect. It happens all the time. It might be today. It might be tomorrow. It might be next week. It might be next year. You don't know when mm-hmm. that's going to happen. So, But that particular story s- sticks with me that I could, the Lord has used me to help that young man. And all I know is, I've struggled all my life with a lot of hate uh, and, and, and uh, I'm always looking at controversy or I'm always uh, having trouble with people. I don't want to live like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I let that window down, man. I'm, and I'm, I'm as happy as can be and not fake one bit. I'm happy and I'm going to share that joy with everybody because that's what the Lord wants you to do. Yep. And I'm going to keep doing that and keep doing that. Too. Somebody's going to be inspired. Somebody's going to be encouraged. And somebody's going to come and say, I want what that dude's got. Yeah. And that's what we do. Right. So that's, that's, that's what this podcast has done. That was one of the mm. reasons I did it. I, I, you know, we, Amen. We have, Amen. You know, I've met people, you know, talked to people that never would have been able to reach. Seen some lives changed over Amen. You know, this little all podcast. the time <laughs> like this, transformations you know, just, right you know and, and through instagram and facebook mm. it's it's ridiculous so anyway i i appreciate you sharing that's amen amazing story i love hearing what god does in your life it's it's been great it really has so Thank here, you. At, here at amazed by god we like to end with two questions just to kind of get to know you mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. uh, after hearing your story first is is there a bible verse bible character Mm. Um, story in the Bible that resonates with well, you. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 63, 3, where it says, because his love is greater than life, my lips will glorify his name. And then I throw in forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. Um, I also love, I also love uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, do it for the glory of God, period. Mm-hmm. You can throw that down with anything that there is. It, there's so many scriptures that I love. I, I'm just being upfront now. There's so yeah. many and that, uh, I, I read all the time in my heart, but that one is the one I, I really, or because or I, the Lord is on my hands that uh, I set the Lord always before me. He's on my right hand. And he will not be removed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's just so many that I, I, I love in my heart or, or when you speak, you know, Lord grant me, grant me that I speak graciously and that my words are seasoned with salt so that everybody can understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. man, you, that's, Please, Jesus, help me on that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that there's there's a, quite a few of them. But that that's some. All right, and, and music kind of makes the world go round. Mm. It, it touches us and moves us in ways that you know words can't. Uh, is there any song that you know has touched you over these past couple years? Uh, yeah, there there is a song that has touched me, and it's it. It has to be what a beautiful name it is because on, on August 26, 2017, we did the trifecta and we, we got baptized. Oh, okay. My, 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 myself, my wife, and my youngest daughter, Caitlin. And uh, that's, a, that's a day that I'll cherish the rest of my life. It, was a, it changed our whole lives. Um, I've been married almost 20 years, and, and I pu- I've put my wife through hell, mm-hmm. uh, through my lying. Um, but with the but with the Lord touching us, what the Lord has done for me, He's made my marriage better. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you get married, you're in that lovey dovey. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I love my wife more than anything in the world today. She is, she's my rock. Mm-hmm. She, she's my best friend. She's my therapist. <laughs> she's the one that keeps me straight. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll come home all jacked up, and she'll say, "Are you done?" Because <laughs> so, I'm gonna tell you what it is right now. This is the way it's gotta be. And yeah. I'm like, "Oh, okay, you're right." <laughs> So it's it's been a blessing, man. It mm-hmm. really has. So, so thank well, that, you. That's awesome. So, 
Uh, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Love Amen. hearing the Thank story. You. Um, so for Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library, uh, I'm your host, Mark, and we will see you next Monday. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.